0: Hey everyone, this is Posty, and I've got another Super Deluxe special edition for you. After I think we're at 66 of these, I got a little experimental this week. So sit back, buckle in, and let's get into another Super Deluxe. As I say, this week's Super Deluxe is a bit of an experiment. Um, I've done one other show like this where I sat with you for the entire one hour duration of this Super Deluxe and played a sleepy instrument, but I've never gone out into the world and made a live, fully recording for a Super Deluxe. Usually what I'll do is, you know, if no matter what the situation is, I'll design a few minutes of audio that I know is sleepy and then I can kind of loop that and alter it as the hour goes on just so I can guarantee that the whole thing is sleepy for you guys um I thought it would be fun as a bit of a performance after 66 of these episodes to literally take you out with a handheld recorder and scoots playing and go for an hour long walk with that said um live recordings walking in the forest, I do have a little less control over, so there's a few things in there you'll have to bear with me. Near the beginning of the episode, I'll admit that I lost track of the path I was on and had to do some off-roading through the forest. Um, There's a few other things, but I tried to keep it as sleepy as I possibly could while doing it live. Um, We'll pass a stream come to a field where we'll take a little breather. The rest of the walk is on a beautiful sunny day through a nice forested path, and uh, I hope it can help you get some sleep going for a walk with you, me, and Scooter. As I said, I know that this won't work for all of you, and if it doesn't, don't worry. We'll be back in another week or two with a more regular super deluxe show. But for tonight, uh, I'd like to go for a completely live walk. I do really hope this helps you get some sleep. And good night.
1: bit different of episode we've done these style ones before uh and this one is a workshop that by the time you hear this i will have done for patreon for other creators so whether you you're a creator you make a podcast you're an artist uh, i know we have a lot of different physical artists that listen to this show or you're a hobbyist you say well i love doing this or i love making this uh and you wonder, could, could I do this uh, part-time? Could I do it full-time? Should I just enjoy it? I, I've been in most of those positions before, so uh, uh, this workshop I was uh, gonna do that giving, is bit, kind of about my journey from making something pretty rolling well and pretty sleepy version I'm gonna give you tonight. But also for a lot of people that listen you know very closely or you do do make something uh, i said "Well, maybe like that uh, would be good information uh, so a little bit of behind the scenes about the show and the history of the show which we have not done in a while and uh, i don't know i thought it'd be fun uh, and plus it's like i put a lot like the other thing is i put a lot of work into this uh I said, well, maybe I could share with the audience and then sleep your way because they do a lot of writing. I guess anytime I do a lot of writing and rewriting and all that stuff, I said, well, this could be a, a definite podcast. So definitely have hours and hours of material here. Uh, so this is a journey from the creator. Why you were watching this? it would be TLW. Do on, do not watch or listen. To you. TLW, TLDWL, or you. Know, so that covers all uh, version. Is uh, you're you're really trying to craft something on a consistent basis that a crowd of people enjoy, and that some people deeply connect with. And uh, you know, I tried to figure out. You know, normally I'm a ram- podcast rambler. So I did try to figure out something with like, oh, could I do four Cs of creation, or three Cs of creation, and then I got distracted. But really, uh, I did want to uh, think about like, what is what creates the difference between someone being like virally a success or kind of like a fad versus someone that has engaged fans. Uh, it, it, I think it's like the different between kind of those things, like something you're crafting that's well-crafted, that's delivered in a consistent basis, and that has a deep connection for those really deeply connected fans. But also those things are kind of more under your control than a lot of other things. Like the crowd part is less under your control uh, than the deep... Uh, the, the, the deep connection part and, and the craft, the amount of work and evolution that goes into your project uh, is more under control kind of than what people necessarily think about it and then consistency doesn't just have to do with for podcasts like release schedule, it's kind of like a, that the show's consistently getting better that there's a consistent voice even if you're finding your voice, I mean I think it took my show Somewhere around, it was either 150 or 300 episodes, just to, to, to where the foundations of what the show is currently are uh, started to fall into place. And uh, you, so, and the other thing is, like, if as you start to, I'm only going to teach you a few things in this seminar, but uh, as you, as you start to use them, whether it's on this project or a future project or in your day job, in your personal life. I feel like these are some things that'll serve you particularly in other creative projects okay so who is that wasn't i guess that was longer than the don't tldr version but uh, okay so who am i i'm drew i make sleep with me podcast it's a bedtime story podcast for grown-ups i've been making it since 2013. Uh, when I started, I had no experience in podcasting or audio production. I had no audience or listeners or following of any kind. Uh, and I just started keep making and releasing my show. Uh, in 2016 is when I launched my Patreon. Uh, and then I had occasional sponsorships. But sponsorships really never fell into place uh, until like in 20... Maybe like 2018, 2019. Not, not until just recently... Uh, as a reliable source of. Well, anyway, I don't want to get off topic on that. In 2017, I started kind of cutting back on my hours at my day job. Like, I started like uh, buying vacation, I think, before that, and building up my vacation and using my vacation to work on the podcast or go to podcasting things. Uh, but in 2017, I also started kind of cutting back to three quarter time and half time. And then over that year, Eventually in 2018, at the beginning of 2018, I think, I went full-time working on my podcast. And it's kind of still a thing, an evolving thing always. Uh, Also, a couple other things, like the podcast wasn't the first thing Um, I worked on, like, between 2000 and 2013. I worked on a lot of other writing projects and writing groups and uh, kind of stuff. I don't know if I ever fully... I leaned in and worked really hard and as consistently as I did on sleep with me. But I was involved in other stuff. So it's kind of like stuff I was making before this uh, that led to sleep with me. And then since I was born, since birth to 2019 or whenever I became a sentient human being, I've also been like a full time person who worries and daydreams, Uh, I know how important that is. A couple other things to know uh, about, like, or def- things I wanted to define is, like, one, is this is just kind of my journey or the things I took from my journey that I want to share with you. There's many, many ways to climb a mountain or to be successful or to make art. And so there's not just my way. This is just one way. But I hope I can give you just a couple of specific tools that you'll use on your own journey. also wanted to define kind of, for me... The definition of a part-time working artist is that some of your living expenses are, are paid uh, through your project uh, and that ideally, like in my opinion, you're paying off any high interest debt uh, in saving for an emergency fund. And then a full-time working artist, uh, this is just my definition, It's like that your living expenses are covered by the income from your project. You're also able to pay for your medical and dental insurance, uh, and you're saving money towards retirement and you have an emergency fund because and i guess this goes into just self-care and what are your rights as a worker like even if you're working for yourself um or you're working in some sense for this project that you've created or you're creating a business around it uh, if you're working you know 40 80 90 hours a week uh you do deserve to have a safety net, you do deserve insurance, and uh, like a, to start saving something for your retirement. Now, the most important thing, and this kind of is aligned with that, and I probably forget to talk about it, is the most important thing is you. And when I say that, I mean like your voice, your viewpoint, your taste, your style, your art, your projects are very important. But what's also important is your self-care, your own mental and physical well-being. Uh, the world right now really is in need of your art, in your viewpoints. Uh, uh, but the only way to do that and sustain it is, is to take good care of yourself. Uh, and I also want to say that your art and you, as a person and a human being, are are valid and important, no matter like uh, the financial stakes. Uh, like uh, Or the audience size Okay, so what am I going to talk about tonight uh, Today, I'm going to talk about The kind of four stages I kind of Looked back at, uh, that I found uh, Growing my podcast Kind of into a small business uh, Over the past six years And I kind of see it as kind of four stages uh, Or maybe five, maybe maybe Whatever, like uh, There's a starting out phase And uh, There's a phase where you're kind of keeping the project going and growing it. And then there's kind of when you're monetizing it, I guess, like uh, as people say, like building, you're building a business uh, to part-time income and then ideally transitioning to working at it full-time. We also want to say wherever you are right now, that's where you are. You're in the right place where you are right now. So even if you just started a podcast 10 years ago... And uh, you say, well, I'm I'm trying to look for a little bit of a refresh or a reboot. That's great. I'm glad you're here. If you started your podcast two days ago and then one day ago you started your Patreon, that's cool, too. Like, where you are right now is fine and valid. Uh, I mean, I do think these stages are are best. You can return to them and they overlap, uh, but they do build upon one another. And just like when your router's not, you know, your internet's off and you restart your router and sometimes it's magical, like maybe running through these phases, even if you have a Patreon, even if you have sponsors, uh, like finding a way to start at the beginning of these stages and kind of work your way through them as a supplement or a slight reboot over the next couple of years, I, I think it will hopefully help refresh your show, reinvigorate you as a creator i also want you to know that, that what i found for me is that the most filling success uh, like the kind of success that tastes right like uh, is that is the kind of success you define for yourself uh, even if it's private or hidden away and the other thing is i didn't write this on the slide but there's that a lot of this is process based right that there's no destination in the end uh, in that uh, 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 like or, or that the destinations change uh, not super important this second though so here's the thing i'm going to teach you the, there's just three main kind of tools one is like to connect with your audience by having conversations and I'll, I'll definitely elaborate on this but it's definitely different with a podcast uh a lot of times it can feel like one-way communication especially in your first few years of starting out but it feels always kind of can feel that way a little bit. like uh, there's a bit of a delay sometimes or there's like ha- having to be consistent and repetitive in your, your conversations with your listeners on the show uh, until you get a response. Like sometimes it can feel like you're talking into the void a little bit. And that's okay. It's perfectly normal because it is like uh, something people are listening to after you make it and and then they're kind of processing and living their lives but i want to teach you some stuff to 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 basically make that intentional and regular and consistent how you connect and have conversations with your audience i also want you to help you hone your craft uh, and find your voice and one of the ways i'm going to talk about doing that is something called deep listening couldn't think of a better term for that And the final thing is I'm going to teach you this through through having some regular meetings is just to focus on the things that are under your control. Okay, so uh, so those are three things we're going to cover. One thing is before we get to stage one is like some of you might be in a pre-stage, like should I even make this or can I make this? And I've been there. Like, I had the idea this me somewhere between 2003 and 2007. I'd have to look and figure that out. Uh, I mean, I know when I had it because I was driving uh, uh, to the Pacific Northwest. But, like, uh, I put it off until 2013 because I was afraid and because of my internal critic. So if you're in this pre-stage or you've been in, in it a while, or if you're just in it, it's all normal. But And I know this is the advice everybody gives, but don't wait. The best cure for pre-stage is to put your perfectionism aside and just get started making and releasing something. But I know that's what everybody says and that it doesn't always like, give you the push you need. So let's do a pre-pre-stage of that. Is There's a podcast my friends make, Jeffrey and Joseph, called Start With This. So I want you to start with that. Start listening to start with this. Every episode they give you a couple assignments, and I just want you to set aside like five or t- t- five to fifteen minutes a day uh, during uh, to, to listen to that podcast and complete the assignments. Uh, but do it as a gift to that part of you, that artist part of you, or that kid artist. Uh, like it's something really loving and self care. If you're in the free stage or any stage, I mean, it's a great podcast uh, It'll give you a lot of new ideas. Um, so one of the things you're striving for, it's not necessarily a goal, but it's like a because it's a little bit out of reach. That's why I say striving is uh, to make a podcast where some listeners respond and they say, geez, I had no idea this existed. I've been looking for this my whole life. And I don't know if that's something you ever necessarily need to achieve, but you also want to be familiar with when you experience that in your own life. Uh, What movies, what books, what music, what podcasts, uh, what works of art have inspired that uh, from you? Uh, So uh, just start to think about that. That's really like... uh, Instead of having a goal, be like, okay, that's what I'm striving to make. That's the kind of podcast that's going to grow into a full-time job, too. Uh, Is that... Okay, so before we get started, like, the first thing I want you to do, and you could do this wherever you are, I wouldn't do it right now, is to air out all of your fears and expectations. This is a bit like a business plan. Uh, and, and just write all out all of your fears and expectations around the project so my biggest fears with this podcast are that'll be humiliated i mean for me uh, be humiliated that no one will listen that people will make fun of me and also these don't have to be realistic it's better if they're not uh, if they're yours though it'd be really amazing if this happened with the podcast, that uh, I instantly had a million listeners, uh, that people started listening and they said, this is the greatest thing that's ever existed. Uh, That someone that I find a heroic figure of mine listens and calls me and says, this is mind blowing. Uh, Those are expectations uh, or or, or, like, get to know those parts too. This is one about finding your voice too. But you want to air this stuff out and put it down on paper and, and don't shame it or judge it these are parts of you uh, that have these expectations and then you want to kind of look at the, the less extreme parts like oh i would feel like that this podcast was successful if uh, and for me that was like uh, well one if i started making it so that was one like more realistic thing uh, and then I kind of, part of me was like, oh, well, uh, this was even back in 2013 that people said, geez, you need about 30 000 to 50 thousand downloads, which is really hard to get. Only whatever 0.5 percent of podcasts get there. Uh, but that was like even in 2013, kind of the number people threw out of like, well, if you want to work in a podcast full time, you have 50 thousand downloads an episode. So I did put that down, even in 2013, of like. It's probably not something I'm going to get, uh, but it would be nice. So so I did put that down as, like, a, uh, ex- I don't know if it was a goal, but, like, well, that's, like, a unrealistic expectation, but maybe achievable. Other people have achieved it. And again, this is about defining this for yourself. In, in the privacy of your, your own heart or whatever, uh, the podcast would be a failure if uh, whatever comes up, you know, no one listens, uh, only a few people listen uh, uh again you want to keep it probing deeper and deeper on yourself i would be really happy if only the you know the podcast was a total success you might say well what do you mean maybe have a conversation with yourself uh, it will really hurt uh, just just really take the time to flush all this of it it will really hurt if someone you know sends me mean emails uh And then the most, for me, this is where everything got unlocked is like 20 years from now, with the podcast or with this project or all your artistic projects in general, what's your biggest regret going to be? And for me, when I started to probe this, so my biggest fears, unrealistic, were that it was going to be humiliating. No one was going to listen. My family would make fun of me. And my biggest other unrealistic expectations were that the podcast was going to be immediately successful. And that it would make me feel validated and important and good and happy. And then I kind of had some middle roads of, well, maybe I could get 50,000 listeners. What would I do if no one listens? You know, but the 20 year from now thing, like I thought about when I'm old and I said, what would I really regret most? And this is just my personal thing. It was like not trying. And that's what I kind of mean for defining success with yourself is like you're getting out of all these expectations. And having them on paper, uh, these these parts of you, these variety of expectations and fears are going to serve you very well uh, moving forward uh, because they're a real part of you. And by validating them, uh, I, I don't know, we're, I'm going to show you how to do, like a little bit of how to do this, but also this is about finding your voice. Uh, I mean you'll express it through your artistic project but by really getting to know yourself like this is where we really connect as human beings or understand one another is our shared experiences Uh, okay so let's get to the nitty-gritty now so stage one is kind of starting out stage and i've got some goals for you the most important goal and this builds on what we were just talking about is to pick a time once a month uh where you're gonna have a production meeting, where I call it a let's quit meeting. Your next goal is to make and release uh, one, two, eight, 15, 21, 25, 30, like a regular number of episodes. And if you're in production, it's to produce your next four episodes uh, or produce this month's episodes. Uh, so for me, it's to get to 820 podcast episodes uh, uh, released. Another goal in this that we'll talk about is, like, fostering your internal fan. Like, what are you a fan of? What do you enjoy? What do you love? Uh, uh, then you're going to start to deep listen to podcasts. Uh, like, ideally ones that you hear other pe- that are popular or other people recommend or ones you really enjoy. Uh, ideally, you're picking podcasts that are, are really inspirational or aspirational for you. Uh, And then you want to start talking to your current fans on the show about the stuff you love, and your future fans. Because remember that uh, as you're starting out with your podcast, people are going to be listening to your earlier the episode that you make today for years and years and years, and that conversation will be new to them. So, so they'll still be having a conversation with you in the present. You know what I mean? It's kind of like this strange time travel communication. And then I really want you to start building a support network, uh, both in podcasting and your personal life. Uh, So those are kind of your goals starting out. Also for extra credit is to look at your paycheck every month uh, or whenever you get it and check your credit card and bank statements every month and just start to get a familiarity, uh, like a good financial overview. And also start to track how much time you're working on your show for extra credit again, like a... Uh, If you can do it in a way that is really clear and honest, uh, it's really going to help you uh, moving forward. Instead of being like, you know, I think I work on my show uh, four hours a week. uh, And you find that, uh, no, you work on it uh, 30 hours a week or, or you only work on it two. It's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should make some more time for my show or maybe I should cut back. Okay, so what do I mean when I say deep listening, and I, this is in a, the craft of honing your craft kind of department, is uh, every week, and you could break it up over the week, or if you're ambitious, I don't want you to bite off more than you can chew, maybe set aside 10 minutes a day, or an hour a week on one day, and listen to a podcast episode without multitasking at all, and it should be a really good podcast. uh and you could take notes, uh, but just kind of, it's not about uh, a second-by-second second analysis of it. It's more like, huh, how did that make me feel? Uh, oh, what did I like about that episode? Uh, what didn't I like about it? Or as you say, I kind of feel neutral. Uh, and, and then eventually, like, as you do it more and more, you're like, huh, how did they do that? Or, or when you, you leave, and say, wow, I really feel invigorated or exhausted. Listen to that episode again. Any of our worst critic like worst case scenarios which of those have come true so far okay dreamer what are, are our disappointments uh or ego uh, what are our disappointments uh, what what could we have done well uh, okay well, what could we have done better you, know, you don't have to actually like spell everything out in the meaning i really believe in the subconscious and that your subconscious will do the work if you take the time to have these meetings and be honest and just to have some uh, give voice to, to all this stuff uh, the answers will eventually come to you while you're out walking or taking a shower and stuff but it's just about giving it a safe place uh, uh, for everything to come up in, 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 in a business way like this is a kind of a sort of strange production meeting but it is and again this is going to be a habit that's going to thing about starting out is being a fan and then starting a conversation these are kind of two things as your show is just starting to build an audience uh, you don't really have to worry i mean i wouldn't worry about growing the show i would worry about making the best show i can and then about what are the things that you are a fan of uh instead of using your social media to promote your show to use it to promote the things you love whether it's podcasts books movies art music and then on your show on a regular basis start conversations with your listeners about that instead of kind of uh you just want to get in the habit if, if you think you're going to slowly try to grow your show into a business of how are you creatively going to put calls to action if you had a sponsor, like, and they wanted a pre roll, a mid roll, and post roll? Uh, how, how would you do that? And we'll talk more about it in the, in the next round, but like to think about, like, uh, oh yeah, so you want to be deliberate because there's people that listen to your show that are quiet that might not participate for a long time or at all, but they're listening. And then there's your there's your future future listeners, so you want to be uh, consistent about it. And uh, I try to give you an example. Uh, let's say you're going to see Hamilton for the fiftieth time, and you say, Jesus, "Hey, everybody!" Like, like you just do that on the show. Be like, uh, like even if your podcast is a piece of audio fiction, look at it kind of like an ad, uh, but but as a fun conversation with your listeners. To so be like. Uh, Hey, you know, tonight's show, so for the pre-roll Billy, hey, welcome to uh, Yarncast. We're talking yarn and things. The dude, uh, what do I, what my favorite podcast is? The uh, Doodle Notes, a podcast about doodling. And before we get to the newest uh, rollerball pens, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, it, it, some people might find strange, but I went and saw Hamilton for the 50th time. Uh, and... Uh, Ed Hamilton, not the musical Hamilton. Uh, he, he's a person that does monologues from it. But anyway, so I'll be talking about it in the middle of the show. I'm just wondering if you have you ever seen anything 50 times. Probably do it shorter than Billy, then move on to. All right, so uh, welcome to Doodle Notes, the podcast about doodling and things interesting to doodlers in in the latest doodle news you know we have the great ink you know the great ink but uh, then you go on for your mid-roll like uh and you say hey so i was talking about that i saw and i'm gonna talk to you about it in, later in the show that's what you said at the beginning hey you know i said i was talking about it. something i saw have you gone and seen anything what's the most times you've seen anything or listened to it Thinking, use it as creative constraint right uh and then uh, at the post, I'll be like, don't forget to let me know. Like, I'm going to go, see If uh, should I see Hamilton 51 times or not? Uh, uh, you can get me on Twitter at, you know, uh, thanks everybody. And you're making it, you know, you're just encouraging other people's fandom. Hey, listen to the, did you listen to this episode of 99PI? I'm going to talk about it coming up here. It's a creative constraint, uh, but you want to already start to get your audience used to you. You just want to get it. This is a different form. And it's not a natural form of communication, talking uh, and then editing and then releasing it. So, so you want to get familiar with it and start to creatively you know, burn some pathways in your mind. of uh, How do you have conversations with your audience? What conversations do they respond to? And at the beginning, remember, like, if uh, there'll be people listening to this in the future, uh, that'll respond, too. So you're not just, uh, I don't know, you're laying groundwork. You're not just shouting. Sometimes it can feel like you're shouting into the void or speaking into the void, but you're not. Um, and it doesn't really, in this case, it doesn't really matter because there's nothing at stake. I mean, your feelings could get, you could have feelings about it. I mean, I know I did and still do when stuff falls flat, but uh, you're kind of freely giving your fandom out. Uh, And again, I want to set expectations. This isn't cross-promotion. The people you talk about might not ever hear it or might not ever say thank you. This isn't about even building up karma. It's it's just, uh, it is about finding your voice and connecting with your audience. And being a fan is just a really easy way to do that. Okay, so, so uh, the other thing, uh, this is just another kind of uh, thing, Is like another thing to strive for is you want to make a show that people cannot wait to share. Like they feel like they have some kind of inside infra- information. That's like, again, what you're striving to do. Okay, so stage two. This is this kind of second part, maybe after you've been making your show a few years uh, is what I would say. I would not move into this phase until... Uh, I would wait until you've kind of been making a show for a while, at least a year. You've been having conversations with your audience. You kind of have an idea of what social media they use or where you can connect those conversations. Uh, you'll kind of move into this growth phase. And maybe it just happens organically. But if you're wondering, uh, and I know it's not easy to wait, but I would wait uh, until you're hearing from people. And actually, you'll probably hear from them sharing your show before, you, then you'll know, oh, it's time for me to move into my growth phase here. So your goals in this kind of uh, part of this uh, this stage of your podcast is to start taking those deep listening skills and applying it to your own podcast. I would keep deep listening to other podcasts too and then supplement it with like, after you make your final mix, either before you upload it or it, depending on your time frame, even after you upload it, uh, listen to your show uh, it, without multitasking in its completed form yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it start conversations with your listeners about your show so building on talking about fandom you also want to get to know your show from your listeners perspective kind of through those two things and then you're going to start to empower your audience to share about your podcast and you want to keep meeting with yourself once a month uh, for extra credit, keep promoting the stuff you love. Uh, you might send, start messaging people that make podcasts or other art you love. They may never get it back. You just send them a thank you. Or you can send them, hey, how'd you do that? I noticed uh, like, uh, that you did this, uh, or I really liked it when, or I really appreciate it. And they may not, may or may not get back to you, but uh, it's important anyway. I think, again, in, in it's, it's, uh, you're learning from both sides from being an audience member and an artist, uh, and then communicating with fellow artists. Also want you to set up a a household budgeting app, uh, and there's a bunch of them out there, and you can find what works for you, and start tracking how you spend your money every month. And ideally, you'll get to a point where you're spending less than you earn, even if it's just a little bit, uh, if you're not in that position already, and I realize that's not easy. I mean, I, live, I, I realize that's it's not easy. Uh, uh, but you really want to start looking like, is there a way I can spend less money than Aaron? And that'll put you in a huge position of power. Uh, just because it'll just bring a little stability to things. Okay, so empower your audience to share your show. So you want to just talk to your audience. Uh, like, what do they like about your show? Why would they want to share... Your podcast, like you should have know those answers from their per- perspective, and you'll hear from them. But hey, well, like just use that initially as a conversation. Uh, but then you're going to move into t- telling them now. Sharing podcasts, or other than writing negative reviews, like this, none of this stuff comes naturally to people. Now, I don't even think that does. So people don't naturally know one how to share podcasts. But two, they don't really feel it's easy for everybody's internal critic to write off and say that's not important. So you need to vocalize that and let the audience know they have this immense, immense, immense power that just sharing your podcast with one person is something you're hugely grateful for and has a gigantic impact on your show. And not only that, it feels good because you've been doing it. You could tell them honestly, oh, man, remember I shared with you about uh, How many times I saw Hamilton, now I don't like... You you know what I mean, like... uh, Then I started listening to these Hamilton podcasts. Like, uh, it feels good, and it does good for for everybody. It helps the person they tell about discover the show. And then just thank your audience for it. When they share the show, thank them on the air if you can, especially if you have time. uh, uh, and then when you hear from new listeners online, ask them how they discovered the podcast and then thank the people that they heard the podcast they heard about it from. And you want to do this in a deliberate way on your show, just like with uh, being a fan. You want to be your own sponsor. So th- in order for this to work, like I always hear people like, how do you grow a podcast? Oh, I've tried like you have to try this until it works, uh, basically so you want to ask in a three-roll a mid-roll and a post-roll not long you know just a few seconds in the voice and spirit of your show and you want to understand it and if people aren't sharing your show i mean you want to understand why why they're not uh, or say well maybe you could change around like what about what is it about your messaging what can you change differently in your deep listening of other podcasts uh or other stuff you shared what like really start to get creative this is a creative challenge and uh a creative constraint uh, so so if you need to brainstorm and write out uh, 800 things do it okay so this is the deep listening part like you want to keep listening to other shows weekly without doing anything else uh, but you also want to listen to your uh, other episodes after you're done and you can't do anything else when you're doing this uh, Uh, and if uh, this is a really important part of crafting your show you also don't need to like be hypercritical, this isn't a dissection of your show, you want to take notes but you could doodle or you could just listen and gather impressions and and again, look at like uh, what did you enjoy about that episode how how did it make you feel now what is not, doesn't feel comfortable and try to listen without being correct just take it in and you know flush out your feelings about it or your impressions and then let your subconscious take care of it if you're if you do this regularly this is a muscle you can slowly develop in a kind of pathway you can form into your mind and your show will just naturally start to evolve and improve if you're doing this regularly uh, and consistently your, your your brain your conscious and your subconscious will work to and be like oh well Well, I didn't notice that. After you do it like 50 times, you say, oh, you know what, I haven't, I just noticed uh, that uh, I I, I have a tendency to do this. And and maybe that's why people aren't sharing it. Or, oh, wow, what if I took a show in this direction? And like I said, after two years, you could start to, after you've been like deep listening a show, you could start to be a little bit more harsh or uh, don't do it early on. It's not going to help. Okay, so you want to keep dealing with these quit meetings and ask the same questions. What do I enjoy about making this? Uh, what are other people saying uh, they're getting out of the podcast? You know, what's hard? What growth are you getting? Do you still want to keep making the show for another month? Do you want to do a different show? Uh, do you want to, st- do it to still make it for six months and then decide a year? You know, what are we disappointed about? Any of our worst fears happen? What are we doing well? What could we do better? In, in, in this stage, you do want to think about, uh, well, would I st- still make this show if no one else is going to listen, if, if it's not going to grow, or that if it never makes money, what would the show look like? You don't have to answer those questions, but just start to be curious and open your mind about them. And then some new questions. You're going to say, geez, okay, are we hearing from listeners or not? Uh, and if you're not, that's okay. Like... Uh, but if you are, what are they saying? Uh, you also want to see, just be like, go over that time budget. Be like, okay, how much time are we spending working on the podcast? Uh, are we really giving it our full effort? Because this was a, a, this is always a powerful thing for me. It's like, oh no, I'm distracted. Uh, like it just helps you kind of get under the covers and see what's really going on. Are you overworking? Are you underworking? Uh, is there one part of the podcast you're more stressed about than another part? Uh, and then you do want to start to, as you've been doing the show for a while, if you're going to keep going, you, you do want to start to try to find more time in your life to make the show while still being balanced. So start to look at your life and, like, anything you're doing that you really don't get joy joy out of. Uh. So condo, like, ask yourself, what would Marie Kondo do? Uh, would, would she stop would she tell me to stop watching the news yes Isn't just watching the news bring me joy no okay there me well that's like okay i could cut that what if i cut that out and worked on the show for that much time uh you, you know what again you want to have a balanced life but you also want to make more deliberate time to work okay. on your show i mean the reality in the end is like you could adjust your release schedule to put more time into the episodes, uh, but f- the more time you can find to work on your show, and still maintain self care, uh, to have a full time to have it be a full time business, it kind of is has to be a full time job. Okay, so I know a lot of you. I, I, sorry, I waited so long for this, but a lot of you are asking, like, what scoots? What about stats? Uh, so I don't. I'm not going to get into specific numbers yet. Uh, but if you, if you do want to start tracking your sets at any stage, these would be the ones I would suggest tracking. The first one you should be able to get from your uh, hosting provider, and that's your per-episode downloads after 48 hours of, after release. Or you could use another time window, 24 or 72 hours. I like 42 hours myself, but whatever. And you just check about the same time every day. So if your episodes come out at 4 p.m., Two days later, 4 p.m., check how many downloads did that last episode get. And then start to compare episode to episode. Oh, this one got 150. The next one got 142. Oh, and then that one got 180. Then that one got 176. Uh, We just want to start to notice patterns. But also, particularly the 48 or the 72-hour, whatever that consistent number is that starts to fall, like... uh, like those numbers that say, okay, your core audience is probably like 140 to 120 then if you've got between 120 and 170. So you just start to to get an idea of your core audience size. The next step I want you to pay attention to is like in Podcast Connect on Apple Podcasts uh, is uh, one, you want to look at the consumption of uh, episodes and just see if there was any strange or large drop-offs. Uh, and then you, wanna, uh, you just want to know what the average consumption is. So are people listening to most of your podcast? Are they re-listening to parts of it? Or are they listening to less than like 90%? Uh, and then kind of see, well, it, what, just, just start to have it inform your decision-making. Or, or at least just be aware of it for now. And then another stat I I particularly like, uh, and you can use it to audit your stats, is uh, the unique monthly audience number from PodTrack, and it's free. Their service is IAB 2.0 compliance, Uh, and it just gives you a general idea of, like, if your show's growing overall... And then you can kind of start to really start to think about, like, oh, how many people are listening to my podcast with those other two stats compared to just sampling it, coming in and checking in? in a, it'll kind of show, like, that uh, uh, how well things are growing. You also want, you, you want to know, yeah, because you just want to know if your show is growing and people are listening to it. Okay, so now we're going to move into stage three, which is where you you should really only move into the stage, I'll be honest, like if your show has been growing slowly but consistently, so... during that month and on social media a few times uh, and so then 30 days after you do that so after 60 days let's say you started at january 1st and you ask on every episode of january uh, on march 1st you'd look at like okay how many survey responses do we have uh and just write that down and then say okay how many uh, downloads uh, on average did those four episodes get uh, over 60 or 45 days uh, and no, and then after you do that one you want to do one now this is one i haven't successfully done so i'm a hypocrite here but it's to start a mailing list uh you think this is another really good way you could just gather data and start a mailing list and you don't even have to have a you don't even have to be have a newsletter you know because you could use it for a few like when you have a newsletter in the future but you want to do this is a little bit longer campaign. So either like a 60 or 90 day campaign and you want to keep changing up the message like every two or three weeks. Uh, so you like uh, think about like two or three ways of presenting this uh, would, why people would want to join your mailing list to thing and talk to them about it. and then 30 days after that kind of track your results. How many people signed up for the mailing list, how many downloads? And if people are doing that, like uh, if if you had a conversion, you should have a conversion rate at, between those two things. Be like, well, uh, if your episodes were getting twenty thousand downloads uh, per on average, and you got two thousand survey responses, uh, that's pretty. That's ten percent conversion rate. And if they're, if you got like 200 email signups, uh, you say, okay, well, that's a 1% conversion rate. Okay, that's what, what we're dealing with. Okay. Actually, and like 10% is really uh, not a great example. And then, so even if you get 1% or something, you want to start c- c- talking to your listeners. Uh, again, a conversation now on the show and on social media, like uh, what do they want more of? Like what do they like about your podcast? Uh remember what do they talk about on their own uh what questions do they ask you about would they be more interested in like a membership like patreon merch live shows like what gets them the most excited what products have they bought off of other podcasts uh with depending on the focus your show what grants are out there would your listeners know anything about grants in, you know thinking about your patreon i want you to think about like geez what rewards could you offer uh in the current in the current situation you're in while still working on your show like what rewards and then oh if you have more time what cooler rewards would you uh offer and then here's you're still having your monthly production meetings so you can check in and and uh You know, sometimes, like, if if your conversion rates aren't going great, you could ask, you know, is this the the way I'm asking? Uh, Do listeners really want to share? I I think I have to change this around, though. This is why I'm running through this one. Uh, Are you striving? Is the style of the show limiting the growth? Uh, uh, What's unique about my show? What's universal about my show? Uh, then you want to start deep listening to your show and getting feedback so if you find a small group of other podcasters like one or two or th- three other people like make a writing group kind of where you're sharing episodes and maybe not giving deep notes but just saying hey what'd you think of that episode or, or their feedback i mean that can be really tough to do and to find the right people for but if you can strive for that that's great you could also test out having your listeners. Uh, maybe it's the people on your mailing list maybe if you have a patreon it's your patrons of giving them early listens and then kind of seeing they don't have to give you feedback again this is all like a long-term thing of like uh but then you maybe you'll start to hear back like oh other opinions about the shows and ideally you'll start to hear that about those before the episodes come out so it'd be like oh well maybe i will change that around uh but you're just looking to get more external feedback. But if you can get feedback from people that don't listen to your show, sometimes that can be really helpful and sometimes it might not be because people might not – uh, right, right? But then it's like, oh, that might be a new listener's experience. And then it's time to kind of think about starting the business side of your show. Like when you talk to your audience, what were they most excited about? It was a Patreon, merch? Should you try a local live show – Uh, and this is going to take some extra time, so you do want to start researching the Patreon, the merch, local show, and see what other people are doing. Like, uh, sign up for other podcasters, Patreons, you know, read everything, all the resources Patreon has. Look at what people talk about with their merch, uh, or what podcasters' merch do you like. Uh, And start to get your audience... uh, excited to talk to your audience about it well i was thinking about doing shirts what would you prefer and you definitely want to write out all your fears and expectations about all this stuff and set some goals okay so i want to talk a little bit about setting goals and financial expectations so when you ran those tests you should have like your conversion rates from those tests uh And it could be anywhere from less than 1%, which is what what my show usually has, uh, to uh, more than 1%. uh, And then you wanna get, with your stats, you really wanna start to dial in your episode downloads after 45 days. And that's gonna just be our general marker for conversion rates. Uh, That's what sponsors usually use, and it just helps you, it just is like a good language. so let's say you get 2,000 downloads after 45 days. You want to set your goals based on like 0.25%, 0.5%, and then maybe 1% and 2% conversion rates. So that means like uh, if 2,000 people listen to your episode, that five people will support you on Patreon or buy shirts. Or 10 you know ten people at 0.5% or 1%. And use Patreon's kind of research about... Uh, how much people are pledging, because it, it, it's changed since I started, like uh, uh, per, per, like what the average pledge is and uh, all that kind of stuff. I do know, and I feel like this holds true, is like when you start your Patreon, like about 0.25% or 0.5% of the, the that per regular listener number will support your show no matter what, because they really value the podcast without worrying about any rewards. And then probably another 0.5%, if you continually ask over like a months and months and months, uh, like a continued communication, they'll support the show value for value. So you could probably get up to like 1% of your regular listeners supporting the show. Uh, but to be, get beyond 1%, you really have to kind of integrate Patreon, the idea of this membership model that Patreon has, and kind of start to grow like use that as your long-term vision. Oh, like to move beyond 1% of your audience supporting the show. And that's kind of really still where I am It's like, uh, how do we get more people uh, other than those people that uh, really, really, are, are really want to be involved and support the show? Uh, how do we get more people to support the show without taking too much time away from making the main show? Uh, another thing I know everybody's asking is, like, what about sponsorships? And, and this is what I've learned is, uh, and I kind of, lo- like, learned it the hard way, I guess, because of my own mistakes. Uh, I would just wait until sponsors reach out to you, and even when they reach out to you, be like, oh, okay, like, talk to them, find out more. Uh, it's either going to be sponsors like, buyers reaching out to you or... Uh, a sales agency or uh, a buy, a buyer. usually the sponsors don't reach out to you directly. Um, but, you know, find out, geez, what are the terms? What would you, what are the expectations? Say, okay, let me think about it. Or, you know, can we connect in a few months? Uh, now, one of the reasons is like, uh, well, one is, I, I just say, I guess for me, it's like you should sponsor your own show first. You want it to keep your show growing until it's kind of naturally, organically growing on its own. And then if you're doing merch or Patreon, like uh, you really want to focus on getting to that 1% number uh, for your Patreon before you, you uh, move into anything else, uh, in my opinion. But, there, I mean, there is expectation. It, it, that's why you wait. Like if, if you haven't even started a Patreon and sponsors are reaching out to you and then the terms look good, uh, and you start running show like this does happen. And some shows are just really good with sponsorship. And then you start running sponsorships, and you're getting paid. That's great. Like uh, then move to other stuff. Uh, but I find that's just very kind of that uh, doesn't happen a lot. Okay, so now say why do people say like fifty thousand downloads an episode? That's usually the number. Uh, where people say, okay, you could start to actually maybe support yourself at 50,000 downloads an episode, is just because of the numbers. Like, uh, you're getting about it, uh, like, you're netting between a 10 and $20. Uh, uh, yeah, well, one is like, first of all, it's like 50,000 downloads per episode. The sponsors are only will only pay you most of the time for USA downloads. So that's like, oh, you getting? If you're getting fifty thousand downloads an episode, you're probably getting thirty thousand in the US. Uh, then there's also the sell-through rate for most. Like I said, for some shows you're going to be incredibly successful at sponsorships, uh, but for most shows, there's uh, the sell-through rate is not great. And the sell-through rate means like, let's say you do get thirty thousand US downloads per episode. On a weekly show, so that means that over the year, if you release 50 episodes, you get you're you're, you're putting out like 1.5 million downloads a year on your new episodes. Uh, the sell-through rate is usually somewhere like around 50%. So if you had like 1.5 million ad spots available over a year, over the year, normally you're only going to be able to like, you sell like a half of those. And then your CPM, like, normally you'll have someone selling the show for you uh, because it's very time-consuming, and it takes, like, some specialized... It's just easier to work with someone, and they definitely earn their money. So you might hear these CPM numbers thrown around, but in the end, you're not netting as much as people on the Internet talk about, uh, I think. uh, So... You think that's, so let me just move into like the last stage, which is going from full-time to part-time. You definitely want to know, have worked with, with your taxes and your accountant to be like, okay, uh, if you've already started bringing money, are you saving money and prepaying your taxes and your retirement? Uh, and just working with an accountant with that. But it usually works out to like 50-50. I mean, anybody that's freelance knows like, okay. If you're getting paid thirty dollars an hour freelance, you're really only able to, to take fifteen of those dollars for yourself. Uh, the rest of that money is usually going to taxes, and ideally anything left over from that fifty percent you could put towards retirement. It's usually that's how I do it. It's like, oh, if I have that much money coming in, then I can pay myself half of that. Like, like, like so just figuring out that way. I actually just pay myself as a freelancer. They say, "Oh, okay, I can pay you this much an hour," and then my other part of me is like, "Okay, so I get half of that money every for every hour I work. Okay, that makes sense." You also want to find a lawyer at this point, ideally someone that works in podcasting to help you with any contracts. Uh, you don't have to pay a lawyer retention fee or anything; you just pay them for the time of theirs you use. And then you want to talk, like, look at like, can you go from tr- to full time to three quarter time at your job or half time and keep your benefits? Uh, you want to know, do you have an emergency fund? Is it six months or twelve months? Uh, can you cover your health insurance? How much is your health insurance going to cost? Uh, what about your retirements? Uh, you want to have your time budget and your monthly budget for your podcast. Okay, how much is my hosting? How much am I paying any Uh we keep meeting once a month, uh, You know, keep those regular habits up and deep listening. And then before signing any contracts or spending any money in podcasting, I mean, other than on, on equipment and posting, uh, do your due, j- due diligence, due diligence. Uh, like, So if you're gonna join up with something, just be like, hey, can talk to some of your clients first. Uh, ROI, like, what is the return on investment? If someone's asking you for money for something, most legitimate podcast businesses at this point that involve money and revenue